Well, I'm Justin Ulmer. I'm the student pastor here at Woods Edge. Um, I'd be remiss if I didn't take this opportunity to just push a little more. At the information desk, we've got these four by nine cards. We have Freedom Weekend coming up in two weeks, uh, January 13th through 15th. It's our largest event of the year for students, and it is just a game changer. If you know a student, if you've got a student, please sign them up. Registration closes soon. You can hit it at woodsedge.org freedom. If any financial help is needed, you let us know. We got generous people in this church and we serve a generous God. So today's sermon, just two things that we're going to really press into. Most of you, many of you maybe, don't know me, so I'm going to share a little bit of my story with you. And then we're going to write, we're going to ask God to give each of us a personalized prayer for this year. In your seat, you may have noticed a card like this. And on the back, it says, my prayer for 2017. At any point in the service, if you feel God impressing upon you, this is what I want for you this year. This is what I have to say to you in 2017. You go ahead and start writing that down. All right. So this personalized prayer, it's not too different from a New Year's resolution. Jeff asked maybe a New Year's resolution would be something akin to prayer. Um, I hope this morning all of our resolutions are related to prayer. Um, I did a little bit of reading on New Year's resolutions. I checked out the Nielsen Company. We got the 10 most commonly uh, declared resolutions of the year. We got lose weight, quit smoking, get organized, get out of debt, travel to new places. We got learn something new, enjoy life to the fullest, spend more time with family, volunteer in the student ministry, and fall in love. I also took it upon myself to research what are the 10 most commonly broken New Year's resolutions. As you can see, it's the same list, which I love. Um, I took it upon myself, knowing we're going to talk a little bit about this, to consider why do people make and then break these New Year's resolutions. And I think the, the reason is right there in the word. Let's look at a definition of resolution. Resolving or determining upon an action. We get that. Synonyms for resolution are resolve, determination, perseverance, and strength. You guys, um, I think the reason we fail at making these on the whim New Year's resolutions of quitting smoking, going to the gym, etc., not that those things aren't great, is because we lack resolve. We lack determination, perseverance, and strength. Um, that's just, in many cases, our best idea for the year, which is why they only carry through for a month or so. Um, and often, there's little motivation behind these New Year's resolutions beyond uh, a selfish desire. You know, I want to look good. I want to feel better. Again, not that those things are bad, but I think that's why we fail at resolutions. So this idea of talking about resolutions and writing a personalized prayer for the morning, it made me think of a movie that I love. I think it's from the 90s. It's a little old. The older I get, being the student pastor, the more often that when I think of films, my students don't know what it is. So I'm so happy to share one with you that you'll recognize. But we're going to check out a 40-second clip from City Slickers right now. How old are you? 38. 39. Yeah. You all come up here about the same age, same problems. Spend about 50 weeks a year getting knots in your rope, and then, and then you think two weeks up here will time for you. None of you get it. Do you know what the secret of life is? No, what? This. Your finger? One thing. Just one thing. That's great, but 
What's the one thing? That's what you gotta figure out. Guys, my question for us this morning, I feel like God's question for us this morning is, what's that one thing? In, the, in this year, this, this one year that we have of 2017 to live our lives, what's that one thing that God would have us pursue, seek, grow in, focus on, and press into, um, like a New Year's resolution? But here's the catch. What's that one thing for you and I, for us as a church, that doesn't just bless us, but that blesses the Lord and blesses everyone around us? So a little bit about my story, uh, not many people know, but this is my 10-year anniversary on the staff of Wood's Edge that we're entering to, into now. I'm excited about that. It's been a great ride. Thank you so much. Um, in 2007, my best idea for my year was I, I, I'm going to be a graphics designer. I'd been in real estate. I didn't care for it. God bless to those of you that are. Uh, but it didn't fit me, even though I did it for a long time. And I, I have a little bit of skill with a camera. And so I was like, I want to be a graphics designer. So I called one call, my friend Jason Shepard, and I asked, do you know anybody that's looking to hire a graphics designer? Uh, that's what I want to do. And Jason said, well, you know, uh, no, but I can think about it. But it's funny that you called me today, right now, because my last interview for a student pastor position at Woods Edge just left my office, and that person's not going to work out. Would you consider being the student pastor for Woods Edge Tomball? And I laughed right there in his face and immediately started listing all the reasons why I wasn't qualified for that position. Jason, I, I don't like teenagers. <laughs> I don't have a, a college degree, and, and big for me, I, don't, I didn't go to seminary. I mean, I, I'm not up to that. I'm not good enough for that. Jason um, said, well, why don't you pray about it anyway? And so I did. And I went to the Lord. And I said, Lord, is this what you have for me in 2007? I want to be a graphics designer, but okay, maybe I'll stop and pause and say, what do you have for me in 2007? I opened my Bible. Um, I usually don't ask the Lord questions about myself, my future, my ministry without his word in hand. And I felt led to Isaiah chapter 49, 3 through 6. And I'll share a couple scriptures with you this morning, but just know this was for me, but I believe this is for us this morning too. So let this speak to you. Lord, what's your plan for my 2007? Do you want me to be a student pastor? The Lord said to me, you are my servant and you will bring me glory. And I replied, but my work seems so useless and I've spent my strength for nothing and to no purpose. Yet, I leave it all in the Lord's hand. I will trust God for my reward. And the Lord responded to me, the one who formed me and you in our mother's womb to be his servant, who commissioned us to bring Israel back to him. The Lord, he has honored me. My God has given me strength. He says, you will do more than restore the people of Israel to me. I will make you a light to the nations and you will bring my salvation to the ends of the earth. And I felt like that was a pretty strong yes. And that spoke to all of my fears and so I said yes to that job. But what I felt like after the fact, looking back, what God was really saying to me and what I was saying yes to him was, and this is what he's saying to you this morning, church, my desires for your life are greater than your doubts about yourself. So I took that job 
in a couple years, I kind of stumbled my way through figuring out how to do student ministry and not kill children. Nope, that's a horrible thing to say, but those teenagers were rough on me, and they still are, but we love ministering to them. So my second year on staff, I had a, a similar crisis, a personal kind of questioning, a struggle of my faith. I was a 32-hour-a-week employee, but I just felt like I got to do more, work harder, work longer. Um, so I was working about 60 hours a week. Nobody expected it from me. Nobody asked it of me, but I just felt I got to do and do and do. Um, and yet I was feeling led to start a family with my wife, Brooke. And I could preach on this for a while as well, but you guys, from, from being a boy, I had a fear that I would never be able to support a family, that I would never be somebody that others could rely on. I mean, it was enough of a leap to, to marry someone and take Brooke and, and shepherd her, but to, to, to bring a child into this world and be responsible financially, uh, wisdom, etc., just scared the life out of me. So with a new year on the horizon, feeling totally insecure, inadequate, and yet led to start a family. Um, and the only solution that I had was, I'll just work more. I'll work longer and I'll work harder. I sat down with the Lord and I said, okay, is this your will for us for 2009? Do you want me to start a family? I opened my Bible to Psalms 127 and 128. And I'm just going to read you a little excerpt from my personal journal from that year, the morning that I sat down and had that conversation with God. Unless the Lord builds a house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. Lord, I don't believe I can support a family. I, I feel like I'm becoming a workaholic. Please help me. Please purify my heart. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Lord, you know I'm guilty of harboring this anxiety. Please deal tenderly with your untrusting son. Do you want us to try for a family this year? And the next sentence in Psalm 127 said, children are a gift from the Lord. They are a reward from him. Children born to a young man are like arrows in a warrior's quiver. How joyful is the man. How joyful is the man whose quiver is full of them. Father, I know my fear is distrust, and that is a sin. And yet here I am, more afraid of my circumstances than my king. And then Psalm 128 as I confess that fear to the Lord, how joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor, how joyful and prosperous you will be. Your wife will be like a fruitful grapevine, flourishing within your home. Your children will be like vigorous young olive trees as they sit around your table. That is the Lord's blessing for those who fear him. And I wrote, well, God, you're not pulling any punches this morning, are you? I shared those verses with Brooke that night. And we took a leap of faith. And two months later, we found out we were two months pregnant. <laughs> I have, it is a little TMI, but it's my story. Um, 
I've heard you share some TMI. All right, you guys, um, two takeaways before moving on that I want to touch on in those verses that I think is for you just as much for me. First, I, I believe with all my heart that someone in here in this room needs to hear this today. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. I don't believe that God's will for you or for us in 2017 is that we work longer, we work harder, and we do a better job. I believe that God's will for us, every one of us in 2017, is that we sit with him and talk to him, listen to his voice, and follow his lead. I believe that God is saying to us this morning, I want you to trust me with your finances this year like you never have before. Because I love you and because I give rest, I take care of my loved ones. How joyful, how joyful are those who fear the Lord, all who follow his ways. You will enjoy the fruit of your labor. How joyful and prosperous you will be. So many of us, you guys, prime offender, we work so hard at our jobs, and yet we are full. I am full of anxiety and fear and self-doubt. I believe God is saying to us this morning, trust me to bless you this year. Trust me to bless you this year. You guys, heaven is pregnant with blessings for you and I this year. Just ready to shower us with blessings. And if we want to receive those blessings, we need to sit down. We need to listen to God and talk to him, share with him, receive from him. So back to my story. We find out we're pregnant. Um, my first question, even though God's already spoken to me, is how are we going to afford this? How am I going to provide? What am I going to do? And I start thinking my habitual thoughts. I'm just going to work harder. I'm going to stay later. Um, I, I even started talking to Brooke about I'll get a second job um, I'm just going to disappear from you and life and our unborn child and be at work all the time so I can take care of you guys. But instead, I reread those passages and I started to pray. And every single day, I would go to my knees and remind God, remember what you said to me. Remember what you promised to me. I'm, I'm counting on you. I'm depending on you. You're the only one that can take care of this fear and this need that I have. But day after day, I'd wake up and I'd pray that. And by the end of the day, I'm like, no, no winning lottery tickets. Ed McMahon's not showing up at my door. I used to, I used to mow the lawn sometimes when in need. And I'm like looking and seeing if the mower like uncovers buried treasure. Like I'm desperate here, God. I've heard it said before that God is rarely early, but he's never late. Eight months in, 30 days before the due date, is when I got a promotion. Out of the blue, out of nowhere. And God provided for us. God took care of that need. He wasn't early, but he wasn't late. It was nine months after confessing my fear to God that she showed up. And that's, you can clap, she's awesome. That's what I was afraid of, right? That's what was so intimidating to me. Oh, I, I, 
oh, you know, parents, I couldn't wait. Just like, let's, let's get another one. <laughs> you guys, what if that year, 2009, I had settled for just working harder? What if in 2009, I just decided the best thing for me is I'm just going to exercise more or start a hobby or join a softball league? Again, good things. But is that really the best God has for me and for you this year? Um, with God, it's usually more about the journey than the destination. And God gave us Charlotte in 2009, but I, I struggle to say more than because she's so much to us. But God used that journey to give me a greater understanding that prayer works. Prayer works. I'd wake up anxious, I'd pray, and I'd be good. I'd get home at the end of the day anxious, and I'd pray, and I was good. God used that journey to deepen my faith in the fact that God provides. God is trustworthy. And he gave me greater freedom than ever before that I'm okay just being me. Church, you are okay just the way God made you. Just the way you are today. You're good. So, God also used that journey to remind me that when we take a, a baby step toward God, he takes just galactic leap toward us. So, when I was first asked, that's more or less my story about that chapter of my life, but when I was first asked to speak this Sunday, I, I felt immediately I was supposed to share that story. I hope it spoke to you guys. Um, but I sat down with the Lord and I asked, is there, is there anything else that you want me to, to talk about, to share this morning? And I opened my Bible to 2 Kings 23-25. There's this little footnote in the story of, the, of King Josiah. Um, it reads, Never before had there been a king like Josiah who turned to the Lord with all his heart, all his soul, all his strength, obeying all the laws of Moses, and there has never been a king like him since. Let's tie this message together. Never before had there been a king like Josiah. Personally, you guys, I think that's kind of a sad statement. So there have been many kings before Josiah, many kings since, but all Josiah did as king was all God wants any of us to do. Turn to him. Trust him. If we turn, church, to God this year, if we talk to him, if we ask him questions, if we can give him our fears using all our heart, all our soul, and all our strength, if we can confess the true state of our heart in this room this morning about how we feel, about what we're afraid of, that shame or doubt that you don't even tell your closest person about, if we can give that to him with authenticity, humility, transparency, we give God our fears and our, and our self-doubt, God will give us the resolve, the determination. He will give us the perseverance and the strength to be loved the way he's always wanted to love us, to love him the way he's always desired to be loved by us, and to make his love known to anybody and everybody we encounter on any given day. I don't know if this is short or not. I usually go so long, but I'm going to invite the band to come up here because I do want a minute or two for response. You guys, God's purpose for Josiah, for Israel, for you, and for me this morning is all the same. It's all the same. He wants us to trust him, 
so that people can see how good he is. God wants you and I to trust him this year so that everyone around you can see how good and faithful and reliable and trustworthy he is. And it's, it's not about us being perfect in life or our spiritual lives. It's not about us fitting in all the time. It's not about us achieving greatness in the eyes of the world. We are just here to reflect God's love, to demonstrate how every one of us are part of his story, to show the world what happens when somebody seeks and then listens to the Lord. That's, that's our one thing, you guys. So for our response this morning, you've got your card in hand, and I do want to give us a moment, but I would love to just pray us into a moment where we ask the, ask the Lord for a personal prayer. You guys, he is in this room. He wants to say something to you beyond your dreams. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be encouraging. It's going to be good. Grab a pen. Grab your card. How might God speak to us this morning? Maybe he'll bring a verse or a verse reference to mind. And there's Bibles in, around the room if you need one. Maybe there's something that you need to give to God this morning or receive. God might bring somebody to mind that you desperately, like today before the sun goes down, needs to forgive. Somebody that you need to release or say, I'm sorry to. For some of you guys, maybe today's the day you need to ask Jesus, will you help me believe? Will you help me feel your love this morning? You guys, you, you ask that of him. It is, it is thick in this place. You will feel it. You will receive it. What do you want to say about my year, Lord? That's our question. I'm going to pray us into this moment. We'll give you guys a moment. Lord, we know that it is impossible to please you without faith. That if we want to come to you, we must believe that you exist and that you reward those who sincerely seek you. Speak to each one of us about your best, what you would have us pursue, what you would have us give in 2017. In Jesus' name, amen. You guys take a moment or two, write out your prayer.